G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Food, glorious food. Hey, we love to eat, don't we? But when we're afraid or depressed, it's hard to get the food down, isn't it? Imagine you're on death row. Would you invite a dozen friends over for dinner? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at Easter from a different perspective. And please do stick with me, because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet called Who is Jesus? I'd love to send you a free copy to help you get to know him better and to draw ever closer to your Lord and Saviour. It's great to be with you again today. You know, I have a confession to make. I love food. I just love it. I grew up in a European household. I learned to cook when I was quite young. My mother used to work in the early evenings teaching piano, so often from about the age of 10 onwards, I cooked dinner for the family. So we've established my credentials, right? I love food. So it's not very often I go off my food. It takes a lot for me to turn down a meal. I either have to be really sick or really dreading something. In fact, I can only count the number of times that's happened to me in the last 47 years on one hand. But when you're facing deep pain or, or real fear, well, I know for me, I just can't look at food, let alone host a dinner for 13, just hours before being arrested and crucified. So what was going on at the Last Supper? This week, heading towards Easter, we've been continuing on in our series that we've been doing over the last couple of weeks on a different perspective, looking at the question of exactly who is Jesus. Now, Easter is a time where we remember a state-sanctioned execution of an innocent man. I'm sorry to put in such blunt, secular today terms, but that's exactly what Easter was. The state-sanctioned assassination of an innocent man who was changing people's lives. It was a tough week at the office for Jesus heading up towards Good Friday. I've heard people play it down. Well, you know, he wasn't really afraid, but come on. Jesus was a man as well as being the Son of God. He must have felt enormously the impression of what was going to happen to him. You know, this crucifixion thing was so brutal. It was so painful. It took them hours to die on the cross. And ultimately, what they died of was suffocation as their muscles just gave up the ghost and weren't able to breathe anymore. Now, on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus had dinner with his disciples. I'm sure we've all seen pictures and paintings of the Last Supper, you know, where you've got them all lined up at the table and there's all the food on the table. And, of course... If you happen to attend a church, you'll know that the whole celebration of Holy Communion is based on what happened there at the Last Supper. But in a sense, Holy Communion has become a solemn ritual. It's how we celebrate it today. You know, there's the chalice and the little plastic cups to have either the wine or the grape juice. And we have nice little neat squares of white bread cut up and we say prayers and, you know, it's all a ritual in a sense. But that's not what it was like. On the night, the night of this Last Supper, the night 
of the Passover meal, which celebrated the freedom of Israel from Egypt hundreds of years before. It was a bunch of friends, Jesus, his 12 disciples. They ate roast lamb and rosemary and and they drank red wine, not grape juice, red wine. They ate unleavened bread, which is a kind of like pita bread. It's it's not a soft, white, fluffy thing. It's quite a gritty, hard form of bread. You know, they probably dunked that in the juices of, of the lamb. And this week, the assassination plot to kill Jesus was well and truly underway. Mark records it this way. He says, the chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and to kill him because they said we can't do it during the festival or there might be a riot amongst the people. So here are the 12 disciples and Jesus. They're afraid. They're sad. Jesus has been telling them he's going to be crucified, but they just can't believe it. Here's this, this man, this son of God, the Messiah, who, who's who been healing people and doing all this stuff. And it's like a pall hanging over the function. And Jesus, I don't know what was going through his heart. I don't, I don't know what was going through his head. But I'm sure there was a sense of pain and and a fear of what was going to happen and a sense of oppression. And he called his closest friends to the table. I'd encourage you to remember this Last Supper, the first time this communion was celebrated. It was about the Son of God, Jesus, having dinner with his friends. Getting together, eating, drinking, sharing one another's company. He didn't call all the thousands of people who had listened to him preach. He called his friends. And Jesus said, you know, you aren't my servants anymore. You're my friends if you believe in me. They're eating their lamb and drinking their wine and, and talking. And then Jesus does something really strange. He, he washed all their feet, all 12 of them, 24 feet, 120 grubby toes. The Son of God is about to be crucified. And he washes their feet, even the feet of the one man who was going to betray him, Judas. He knew, Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. It's one thing to sit down at the table with this man, but to humble yourself and to wash his feet. I think that's just amazing. I cannot imagine having to do that. And after the meal, he took some bread and he broke it. And as I said, it wasn't this soft, white, fluffy sort of bread. It was unleavened bread, brown and gritty. He broke the bread and he said, This is my body, broken for you. Take it and eat. And whenever you guys get together again, do this to remember me. And when they'd eaten the bread, he picked up a cup with wine in it. And he said, This cup represents my blood. It's the blood of the new promise that God is making through me. The promise of life, the promise of forgiveness, the promise of grace. That's what this is about. Take it and drink. Do this in memory of me. What gruesome symbolism. The bread is my body. The wine is my blood that will be shed for you. What incredible humility. The Son of God. Jesus, through whom all things were made washing these men's feet, having dinner with them, sharing time with them, before they go to Gethsemane where he prays and where ultimately Judas hands him over through false testimony, through lies, for Jesus to be tried. Six times he was tried. Each time 
was an unjust trial where the rules of evidence were ignored. The last time was trial by mob where they bayed for his blood. And all the time Jesus doesn't accuse, he doesn't condemn, he, he doesn't hate. He even washes Judas's feet. Not in some religious ritual. Not with white fluffy bread and silver chalices. But Jesus with a ragtag little band of, of fishermen and, and tax collectors. Men who with the power of God on them would change the world one day. What would happen next would just turn the world upside down. What, what happened next opened the doorway to God so you and I could walk through. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. And it began at this dinner of lamb and bread and red wine and friends who were afraid sharing some time with Jesus. This picture is a beautiful picture. It's a picture that God has put there for you and for me to understand what sort of relationship it is that he wants to have with us. When we're afraid, when we can't even get the food down, when, when we're looking forward to some things that we just cannot imagine that we would have to face, we can look at this First Communion, we can look at this Last Supper and say, that's my Jesus, that's the relationship that he wants to have with me. When I'm afraid, he wants to sit down and have lamb and bread and wine with me. What a picture of Jesus. To celebrate Easter this year, I've written a new live application booklet called Who is Jesus? to help you draw ever closer to your Lord and Saviour. You see, my passion is seeing you live in a rich, powerful, dynamic relationship with Him. That's why I'd love to send you your very own free copy of this latest booklet. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you draw ever closer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.